poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and John Chai. Welcome, my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson. Today, I am joined by John Chai for Tactical Tuesday. John, how you doing, sir? Doing good. Not in Korea anymore, on the on the East Coast. Uh, not with you, though, but <laughs> in the same time zone now, at least. Well, we got something going, at least. <laughs> just traveling all around the world L- love to see the commitment for tactical tuesday whether you're in korea or wherever you're at now or home we still get tactical tuesday done yeah mtt players never miss a sunday we we never miss a tuesday never miss a tuesday so w- do we have a theme though how, how ambitious are we in oh we we have a theme we we, we... <laughs> Zero slacking on 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 tactical Tuesday. Uh, the theme this week is going to be bluff catching without a pair. Okay, bluff catching without a pair. Well, without any further ado, let's just dive into the hand, and I will break down the action. Uh, so, you have King Jack off in the big blind. You have fold fold and button open to twenty five, and you call. So. Pretty standard stuff here. Button is most likely a reg, right? Yep. Button is definitely a reg. Definitely a reg. Queen, queen, six, flop. So you have king, jack, off. Queen, queen, six, rainbow. You check. Villain bets what looks to be a quarter. Yeah. Yeah, they bet a quarter. Can't fold to a quarter. Yeah, not planning on folding to a quarter. Um, I probably wasn't going to fold to a third. So yeah, yeah, definitely not folding to smaller than uh, than a third. Um, I, we probably like could even have like a really short discussion on this. I could imagine you know calling this C bet with King Jack High looking a little bit strange to to some people. Um, I guess like the short. I mean, yeah, sorry. Anything anything besides folding is. Yeah, but then like you know I, I could just see someone. I, I think me, like way back in the day when we first started coaching, probably would have folded King Jack facing a third. Maybe not a quarter, but like facing a third, I think I would have, you know, I was like overfolding. And maybe, eh, maybe King Jack is like just too good. But I could see people like having, I could see some like listeners having sure. like a little bit of confusion of like, are we just calling like everything facing a quarter? Like if we're calling King Jack, or is it like well, because we have over card or three straight or. Yeah, so like we have good block blocker properties to the queen, and we have decent backdoor properties, and we could just have the best hand. And if you look at uh, the pot odds there on the flop, you can you can see them. You're getting five point two one to one, so you need to win fifteen percent of the time um, in order to call. And like just having two live cards already puts you at around twenty five percent. So I mean, right. just looking at it from a pot odds perspective, it you just you have to call with this hand given the price that villain has has given you by betting yeah. a quarter. 
Yeah, I think that's really what it boils down to is like the pot odds that you're getting. I mean, I assume that the villain, the button in this spot is betting his entire buttoning, op- uh, his entire button opening range for sure. the size on this board. So, you know, we can be pretty confident that like we have, like you said, two live cards, um, you know, quite, quite frequently. And then when you start throwing in, start throwing in other things like our blocker properties, they have like King Queen and Queen Jack. And then the fact that we have a three straight with King Queen Jack probably adds in a little bit more equity than, you know, than a normal hand like let's say a hand like eight nine um so yeah a lot of a lot of reasons to call but really the main thing is that like we we clearly have more than 15 percent equity with this hand versus the buttons yes. this is black range. friday you, you got a deal like yeah you yeah you, you got to capitalize on the this is groupon like this is the group <laughs> the, the groupon flop c-bet sizing like you, you need to get in there all right so you call turn is a queen so now the board is tripped. Queen, 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 six. You check. And villain bets two-thirds. Probably the least surprising thing that I've seen all weekend. That villain continues barreling on this card. Um, go ahead and, and tell me since I'm assuming you don't fold. I do not fold. Um, this is bluff catching without a pair, so don't fold the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Step yeah. one, don't fold. I I sort of think this is kind of where like that's the rest of the hand or like the whole hand hinges on on my decision here. Um mm-hmm. I it's tough to imagine calling uh this like two thirds or three quarters ish size turn C bet and then you know folding to like a normal ish bet on the river. Um so well, the first part of this is like you have King High on the turn, right? So I think like right. that that's that's the thing that needs to be talked about first. Uh, okay. So I have King high on the turn. I think that, I guess I'll just go into what I think it means to have King high on the turn. And really like what it means is like a function of, you know, what I think the button is, is betting and like what his betting strategy is. I think that the button is very likely just betting one third and then three quarters on the turn with almost every single hand in their range. Again, like I almost think that this three quarters turn C bet is almost the exact same thing as the quarter pot. On the flop, I think there, there's one hitch in this that I would I would disagree with, and I think the one hitch is that I think villains unlikely to bet ace high on the turn. Yes, yes, and I think that's what makes your king high so valuable is that ace high doesn't need to bet the turn because it's going to be the best hand quite often. So right. you know when you said they're going to bet everything, I, I think you have to extract you have to take out like their ace highs and probably their like six X from that. Yeah. Everything was definitely a, 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 that was some poor choice of words. Yeah. They, um, they definitely, I would not expect them to bet ace high uh, for the reasons that you said. Also like betting ace high here generally gets worse hands to fold and doesn't fold out any better hands, especially for this size, probably doesn't bet six X and also probably doesn't bet like hands is like hands, like deuces through fives. Um, mm-hmm. No, on the turn so yeah there, there definitely is like a, a value checking range um i guess what i i meant more by like i think they're just betting their entire range on the turn i i think they're betting their entire yeah kind of air portion of their range um on the yeah. turn or or just betting this size on the turn with their air just so so frequently that king high actually has a, a ton of value or maybe more value here than it than, than it might seem when it when you first kind of take a glance at the spot yeah well it's easier to make nothing than it is something and so like if they are betting close to range on the flop and then the queen trips it just they, they just have a lot of hands that they can 
they can overdo it with. And I think they have all the incentive in the world to overdo it, which probably means they're going to overdo it. Um, and so like your strategic adjustment is to just call, uh, with your King high type hands, imagining that they, that they're most likely going to over bluff here. They especially right. over bluff when they remove their ace highs, right? Like when they were, when they don't, see about the turn with ace high and that's removed just the value of king high just skyrockets and the value of your ace high skyrockets like exactly yeah cool so they bet 70 you call um rivers and ace which is kind of a great card honestly it it's might, probably i mean yeah other than hitting a king i just or a jack i mean this it's great. a gin because like yeah. we just talked about uh, them not betting ace high on the turn, which means that like their value range is going to be like quads, kings, jacks, tens, nines, eights, sevens, most likely something like so, that. Oh, I want to stop you there. I think that the ace is good because I think that cuts down their value range even more than that. Like I'm not sure that once the ace hits the river that they bet sevens and eights, and I don't know about nine. Like, yeah, that's what <laughs> I was saying, right? Yeah, yeah, that that's what I was getting to because like oh, their their value range on the turn is like kings quads and then jacks through sevens on the mm -hmm. ace where you can like very conceivably check call with ace high twice it's unlikely that they've that those hands are now value bets like kings probably doesn't value bet now kings might jacks through sevens like they might value bet but they're probably going to pick a smaller smaller size and they're going to check back at some frequency which means that when they bet there is going to be some removal there by the by the just sheer fact that they are going to check back at least 50% of those hands, maybe even more than that. But when you remove those value hands from their betting range, you just can very quickly and easily see that, that this card is great for us, <laughs> like that they're going to over bluff, right? Like, I think the... <laughs> this might be a little bit of a stretch but maybe not the majority of their betting range on the river but like a huge portion of their betting range on the river especially on this card is going to be quads i'm like i just don't i mean i don't think they i would be surprised if villain ever picked this size with quads i think they just get super greedy and like you know just over bet a lot and like you know just figure like well i'm probably only getting called by like ace x or like boat so i might as well just go huge so like again i think like the sizing too is is another just big reason i i want to call because i don't think I don't think most players have the discipline to, to bet the size with quads. Not that uh, maybe they maybe they shouldn't even be betting the size with quads. Maybe the overbet size is good, but yeah, all those things plus this river bet size, um, yeah, makes me super happy about calling the river. Yeah, we don't we don't know that villain is splitting here on the river, but it seems plausible. Like it, it seems definitely plausible that I, I, they have split multiple sizes. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so they bet 70% on the river. Um, final board, queen, 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 six, ace. John has king, jack. Villain bet quarter on the flop, and then looks like 70% 70, 70 of the pot, 70% of the pot. So 115 to 200 um, on the river here. John calls with king high, and he wins facing villains 10-4 suited. So come on, villain. That's not even an open on the button. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe this guy is not a reg. Although he bet a quarter on the flop and fish almost never bet a quarter. So. No, they, they opened a little bit wider because of the fish in the big blind. 
Oh, I see. I thought he just rolled an aggressive number. That's that no, was gonna no, be no, no, no. It was the fish in the big white. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, the fish you can't fold king high for three streets. <laughs> queen, 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 six. <laughs> calling station. You know what? What, what, what else you gotta say? <laughs> calling station. Um. All right, nice and after the break, we'll see if we can go a day without incident in John's second attempt at calling down without a pair. Stick around after the break. Survived preflop boot camp. You've shot the fish in a barrel. Now, prepare yourself for the feeding frenzy. A comprehensive strategy for gutting every fish in your player pool. Data driven hero bluffs, light calldowns, and perfect value bets that are maximally designed to hurt some feelings. Feeding Frenzy. Available now at chasingpokergreatness.com slash feeding frenzy. All right, welcome back to today's episode of Tactical Tuesday where John is bluff catching. Perilous bluff catching. Uh, let's just dive right into hand. I'm going to lie because I, I had trips last time. I had three queens in my hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> And you had an ace as well. You you actually didn't even play both of your cards, just one of them. If we're we're being technical about the whole deal, didn't even need my good card. I could have won with my bad card. <laughs> <laughs> that's the real question. Do we call down with the bad card? But let's, <laughs> let's not focus on that for now. All right. um, so you have the ace king of spades, and everybody folds to the small blind. I'm guessing that ace king suited is going to make it into your opening opening range here blind versus there, blind. in there and they go ahead and three bet so you open to 30 they three bet to 100 and you're both playing a thousand deep i assume villains are rag you yeah make it 24 bigs and i'm assuming they call mm -hmm. the genesis of this hand four bet pot blind versus blind flop is nine seven deuce rainbow guess what i'm gonna do on the flop there's 480 in the pot, I'm going to guess that you bet a quarter. Yep. That's a good guess. You actually didn't bet a quarter. You bet, uh, maybe it's a quarter with Rake. You bet 110 into 480. Um, villain calls, which is all super expected. The turn is a nine. So flop is nine, seven, deuce. Turn is a nine. Board's full rainbow. John's going to check. I haven't seen this hand, but I just know what he's going to do. Uh, villain bets a quarter mm -hmm. on the turn. A lot of quarter pots flying around here. So I think this is like we can stop on the turn and just talk about like, like um, I guess calling this bet on the turn. And it's, I think on the surface, it looks again, it looks pretty scary because it, it feels like. The big blind is threatening stacks um, and, you know, could very easily just jam the river with whatever bluffs they have. And presumably they're going to have some 9x as well, which is why I'm checking range on the turn. I think, you know, in a four bet pot blind versus blind, it's very conceivable that the big blind has hands like 8-9 suited, 10-9 suited, ace-9 suited, um, 
maybe they even... could be betting some like other hands too on the turn. Like they could be betting sure, seven sure. eight. They could be betting like ace deuce. They could be betting mm-hmm. trays through sixes. Like any of those hands that they're going to check back on the river, um, mm-hmm. and also like eke out some thin value versus like ace king ace queen. I think those hands make sense to to bet the turn with as well. Yep. Yep. Um, um on the turn though, I I. I wanted to like kind of bring up a, uh, I guess I'll call it like a concept that like you've uh, taught me like kind of and brought up over the years is is that I thought this was a turn where that once I check call this turn, I'm very unlikely to face a bluff on the river. Like I don't know because once I check call this turn, I, I just feel like my range is so condensed to over pairs and like kind of the bottom of my range maybe being a hand like ace king high um or maybe like ace queen this maybe would be like the absolute absolute bottom of my range um that's not the bottom maybe you have like jack 10 as well something like that i don't know if i yeah i guess like jack 10 would have to check call facing a quarter two um but anyways what what kind of the point that i was getting was that once i check call this turn i felt pretty good that the big blind would not try to bluff the river or would maybe would be like too scared of bluffing the river i don't know if you think this is like depends on the i'm river. sure you recognize the concept that i'm, I'm bringing up yeah is this i like do a- i do like yeah. essentially uh, the problem is that like you don't have many hands that check fold to the turn quarter right, given right. the situation right like you, you needed once again um if i can Go back to the spot. You, you need 14% equity to call, right? Mm. Like most hands in your range are going to have somewhere around 14% equity. It's not a big threshold that you've got to meet there to call right. the turn. So yeah. actually, I'm actually unsure if that, like how applicable that concept is here, considering the size that they chose kind of made it to where you're going to be calling this bet very, 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 very often. And if you're calling this bet very, 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 very often with like your ace highs, um, some of your like gut shots, then I think it's conceivable that they could pull the trigger on the river. Like, I I don't think that like, they're just always going to check back. Like, you know, they're five, six type hands or queen jack type hands or king queen or jack 10. So like, I, I, I think that, they still have available bluffs on the river if they if gotcha, they can. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I thought okay, okay. So like that that was kind of like the, the big question that I wanted to ask was that like, you know, is this a spot where like that concept applies and and it sounds like you're saying like because they bet so small on turn and like I'm going to continue so wide that like that probably doesn't apply here because I have to continue with so many hands that they are um going to be able to get folds from on the river. Yeah, like and also it's a function of the board too, like nine, nine, seven deuce. I think mm-hmm. like if the turn is an ace or a king or something mm-hmm. and they bet you check and they bet a quarter and you call, mm-hmm. then I don't know if they're going to pull the trigger on the river. Then I think okay. like, okay, at that point, like, hmm, you've got a lot of hands that like, basically you, you need to have a lot of available turn folds. And if you don't have any available turn folds, then I think they can still bluff the river. If you have a lot of hands that are going to like check fold the turn, right. then I think they lose the incentive to jam the river. Gotcha. gotcha. So it's, that's really what it hinges on to me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because um, you're going to shed hands in, on one of two streets, right? You're going to shed hands either on the turn or the river 
And in this mm -hmm. spot, I think you're going to shed hands on the river, but not right. the turn. Right. So, mm -hmm. chat call. Wait, so, okay, yeah. No, I just question then. If I'm in the big blind shoes, what, what does this like turn bet really accomplish then? Well, if you're not shedding hands on the turn, then, yeah. and they have a pair, then they can get called. And then just worse. check back the river. They sure, can check sure, back sure. the river. If they have right. a hand like Jack 10, then you, you know, you can call in full with like your ace highs and then they can jam the river and realize fold equity there. Plus, you know, realize a quarter pot on the turn. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. 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 Um, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I mean, it would make a lot of sense for like their value to bet a quarter too. And I think sure. that's, that's probably like where, you know, the strat comes from is that like their value wants to bet a quarter on the turn. And so like, that's oh. probably going to be the size that they're attracted to with most of their range. Yep. Yep. Um, so anyway, you, you call a quarter rivers, a 10. So river Dutch, actually just goes check, check. <laughs> it does go check, check. Yeah. All right. So the river's a 10, you don't face a bet, but this 10, I think is especially scary. How, how would you have reacted facing a jam now? Now that I'm like, I, I was a little bit, I think I was just a little bit too fixa fixated on the idea that like, oh, they're just not going to bluff the river if I call the turn. So I'm just going to call the turn and I would just fold jam. facing a jam okay, on, okay. on the 10. Yeah. Like yep. I have enough hands to call with, like sure, sure. calling with like, you know, Jack 10, Ace 10. Like I have a bunch of 10 X, um, probably not folding a seven. I have all the over pairs. Um, yep. I just think that like on the 10 specifically that like I've got enough hands to call with that. I don't, I don't need to call with like my ace king highs. Um, right. I can just, so yeah, basically um, the 10 upgrades are range enough to the point where we can start folding some unpaired hands um, for sure on the river yeah. facing. Regime. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of different cards that can come on the river. I think that one specifically just like, uh -huh. yeah, we can, we can fold. Uh, so goes check check and i have a question about villain's hand now that we we have finished this discussion yeah, um, it's ace queen you think he is value betting the turn i don't know probably i think you have some like other ace high hands that aren't ace king yeah definitely i, I think that they're probably trying to do two things at the same time like they're trying to um potentially get some value from worse hands and they're also trying to make it to showdown sure yeah. and i think that like that small turn bet kind of freezes you with uh -huh. your like overpair hands like yep. if the turn checks through and you have an overpair then your size on the river is probably just going to be jam yep and that puts ace queen like in a really 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 bad situation mm -hmm. and it's very likely that you know they can make a mistake an easy mistake one way or the other right and so like i think that by betting a quarter it kind of insulates them from facing sure. that river bet right for sure um so i think i, I kind of like like the the turn bet with ace queen high uh, I, 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 after this conversation i really like the way villain played the, played his hand yeah i mean I, I think that like it just makes sense from a strategic perspective like when the nine pairs and you check the turn that's very natural and they bet a quarter and that's very natural too so like everything kind of looks in place based on all of the action right okay, i think and he just, just and then he just like splits on the river deciding depending on what type of hand he has oh. and what the river is yeah right right yeah yeah so huh. okay. i think not the oh. conversation i was expecting to have but <laughs> okay well
what was the conversation you were expecting to have? I I was like half hoping that, you know, well, like <laughs> when I first played this hand, I, I was like, oh, wow, like I'm going to call the turn and he's not going to bluff the river. And then he went, he checked back with like ace queen. I was like, huh, see? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't bluff the river. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, wait, he was actually maybe value betting the turn slash, you know, doing the freezing the action thing that you were just talking about. And, and you know, he, he never... He, he wasn't planning on he didn't think he had to bluff the river with a hand like ace queen and and you know i was just i just got really excited and thought that i made a cooler play than i actually did i think like you know how they say that genes are a force of nature yeah like you know we're compelled to do what our genes want us to do yeah. i think that in poker like this that turn card where the nine pairs i think the turn card is also like a force of nature it's like a force of strategy where the nine pairs and then like the strat just becomes to bet a quarter on the turn facing a check. Yeah. And there's yeah, nothing yeah, you yeah, can do yeah. about it. This is just like, this is the, <laughs> this is the genes of this yeah. scenario on and this board in this exact situation. And like, it's just a force and you just do what your genes want right. to do, what your hand wants to do on this board. And your, your hand is forced, basically. Like, there's gotcha. nothing you can do about it. That The hand basically just played itself. Right, right, right. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a really good, uh, good analogy, a good way to put it. Yeah, we have, it's good. It's a good episode today. I'm, I'm a uh, fan, fan of On the Road, John. It's, it's the East Coast, the East Coast. Uh, yeah, the East, East Coast, John. We, we, yeah. we need more East, East Coast, John, in the Tactical Tuesday streets. <laughs> So that's going to do it for today's show. John, happy traveling. I'll be back in Vegas for the next episode and yeah, back at home. So hopefully the quality won't deteriorate too much. And I'll I'll be in Cherokee for the next next couple of days. So, all right, man. Nice seeing you. Another final table. See you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Final table bound. Got to... Got to do better than seventh. The bar has been set pretty high. So let's see if we can keep it up. Peace. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community. Book a coaching session or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.